Hi, this is Andrew Lotto. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is episode 26, Cancel David Bowie for China Girl. Also, The Vapors, you're out. I think a lot of people believe that with Trump out of the White House and boring Biden in, maybe, just maybe, we could become less partisan as a country. At least it couldn't get worse, right? What I didn't foresee is that without Trump to be the obvious target for the Great Divide, that the divisions between people would actually become more insidious and personal. Now, I like to flip through the major news networks, Fox, CNN, NBC, etc., to see what they're presenting as news each day. I suffer through this, so you don't have to. You're welcome. You probably have heard that the news networks and online sites have lost a lot of followers post-Trump. We all expected this. If you can't get some impeachment porn, there's no reason to turn on CNN. Biden is way too boring to make people tune in. So what to do, what to do, what to do. Now, whether conscious or not, there was, there's been a move, clearly, in CNN, NBC, etc., to focus more of their time on a narrative of white supremacy and white racism in this country. When Trump was around, you could just wait for him to say something stupid and then play it over and over again and satisfy our anger toward white men. But now he's banned from social media and he's not giving moronic talks in the White House lawn. And so we need to come up with some more villains to keep viewers interested. CNN and NBC and Fox long ago have learned hate equals ratings. So on CNN, there's been a deluge of special reports and documentaries and daily stories about QAnon. The white people in QAnon. Now, I think QAnon is hilarious and ridiculous, and I enjoy watching these people the same way I enjoy watching the show Hoarders. I've watched so many episodes of Hoarders that I know the psychologists and cleanup specialists by name. Shout out to Matt Paxton, cleanup expert supreme. I don't even want to watch unless it's a Matt Paxton episode. But I do understand, even though most of the Hoarders on the show are old white people, that that doesn't mean that all old white people are hoarders. CNN doesn't present QAnon supporters just because they're funny and make us feel better about themselves, but because it allows us to continue to hate Trump and white people. CNN has also spent an inordinate amount of time covering the spa shootings in Atlanta, and in particular, the idea that this is a hate crime perpetrated by a white man and a sign of the growing crime wave against Asians, or sorry, a people of Asian heritage, whatever I'm supposed to call them. They have brought on every Asian they can interview about their outrage. And the reason they have to bring on Asians to talk is because CNN doesn't have any Asian anchors. I checked. Though any excuse to put on George Takai is all right by me. So is there an increase in violence against Asians in America? The news sites have all used two sources for this claim. The first is the number of hate actions against Asian Americans reported by a group called AAPI Stop Hate. Now, they don't make it clear how they collected these reports and the reported actions, but in their national report, they state that there have been 3,791 hate actions against Asian Americans during the pandemic. Now, what are hate actions? Well, 68% of these acts were verbal harassment or name-calling. And 20.5% were shunning 
shunning? What, what, what is shunning? Well, apparently this is deliberately avoiding an Asian American. How do you know when you're being shunned if you're being avoided? I'm not clear on this. I'm pretty sure there are many instances every day where I am being shunned. The hate is real. Anyway, how much of an increase in hate acts to uh, Asian Americans is this? The 3,791. How much of an increase is that from previous years before the start of the pandemic? The answer? We don't know. Because they only collected data since the start of the pandemic. So it's quite possible that there was a shitload of Asian shunning going on before. That is, to claim that there's a spike in this activity, you have to actually know what the base rate of the activity is, which we don't. So what the, the other source they point to is a study from California State University San Bernardino's Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism. Sounds like a very unbiased group. Anyway, they did do a study that's unbiased, which is they looked at the number of hate crimes reported against Asians in 16 of the largest cities in America, comparing 2019 to 2020. So you can actually see the difference and presume that it's because of the uh, pandemic. And they found an increase, and it's an alarming increase, which is a 149% increase in reported hate crimes. Now, that's pretty awful, and it's definitely a significant increase. And there's no question that there's more, there's been discussions of, you know, whether China's involved in the virus, et cetera, and maybe that leads to increase. But before you have too much of an alarm, you actually should look at the study itself and the numbers in the study, which I did. So in 2019, San Diego had zero reported hate crimes against Asians. In 2020, they had one. That's an increase of infinity percent. 2019, Philadelphia had two reports of hate crimes. 2020, six. The real problem, child, in all the cities actually is New York City, which went from three reports to 28. Now, of course, any hate crime is too many, but the total number of hate crimes reported last year from the millions of residents of these cities in this racist country against Asians, the total was 122. Too many, but hardly an epidemic that requires more shitting on white people. Also, should be noted that the race of the perpetrators in these cases were not reported. Okay. Now, we may find out that this fuckhead from Atlanta really did have a thing against Asian women. There's no evidence of that so far. Uh, the shooter had been a customer at these Asian-owned spas. When he was caught by the popo, he admitted that he was the killer. He admitted he was the killer and claimed that he was driven by his sex addiction to kill these people and not race. Now, do you think the admitted mass murderer didn't say his true race, racist motives because he was concerned about public opinion? So he decided himself to portray himself as a sex fiend? Possible. Now, in reaction to the sex addiction comment, NBC News posted an article entitled 
how sex addiction has historically been used to absolve white men. Are you serious? Are you serious? The sole source for this stunning classic of journalism is some associate professor in the Graduate School of Professional Psychology at the University of Denver, not exactly Harvard. And she presents no data, no studies, just some race-baiting rants like, historically, she says, the term sex addiction has been used by white males to absolve themselves from personal and legal responsibility for their behaviors. Really? No data, but historically this has been true. In fact, the only support the article provides for this historical claim is listing three famous white guys who got in trouble for sexually related crimes and also claim that they were controlled by their sex impulses. This includes Harvey Weinstein and Anthony Weiner. So in fact, the article could have been called How Sex Addiction Has Historically Been Used to Absolve Jewish Men. And also, how many of these people were exactly absolved? Weinstein and Weiner? Weiner? <laughs> how were they absolved? They both went to jail as sex offenders. And does anybody really believe that the Atlanta spa shooter is going to get off on a sex addiction defense? Get off. Get it? It's funny. What isn't funny is NBC News putting on out this race-mongering clickbait as if it is a piece of journalism or anything more than providing selective cases to support your view. Confirmation bias, anyone? You don't want to mention that Kanye West and Lamar Odom have claimed to have sex addictions? Where are the overwhelming number of cases in which white men have been absolved by claiming a sex addiction? Also, hilariously, <laughs> this, the NBC article has to save itself from its own liberal readers because <laughs> obviously people with mental illnesses are also a protected class. So they want to make sure you know that even if this guy did kill these people because of sex addiction, sex addiction is not a mental illness according to the latest DSM. It was in previous editions, but not anymore. And anyway, they want to point out to you that only 3 to 5% of violent crimes are committed by people with serious mental illnesses. These are literally the only statistics that appear in this fucking article making its historic claims. Make sure you cover your ass or they'll get you for demeaning crazy people. Also, I don't care if this guy doesn't have a diagnosis. The guy who shot up three spots and was driving to Florida to shoot more people is a loony. I'm sorry, a person with different mental abilities. While we're on the topic, why is it racist for Trump to call the coronavirus the China virus, but it's okay for Fauci to refer to the South African and Brazilian variants of the virus? Hey, Fauci, words have consequences. Because of that, I'm going to go out and shun some Brazilians. Happy birthday, Caroline. Pass the tequila out.